Hey everybody, thanks for joining me today. I'll have to forgive my voice. I'm a little bit hoarse. I was sick last week and this is just kind of some infection or something that's hanging around. So um, I was waiting till the time I could speak a little better, but I don't think it's going to happen. So I thought I would just share this with you. I thought it'd be the perfect time to read a book of the Bible together. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, we are going to, but it's a really short um, today is the day in our church's Bible reading plan. We're going through the New Testament in a year. Um, and today is the day for Third John. Uh, so I thought, since it's just a few paragraphs, really, that I can just read it uh, to you now, and then we can uh, break it down just a little bit after that. So um, it's Third John, uh, the elder to my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. It gave me great joy to have some brothers come and tell about your faithfulness to the truth and how you continue to walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Dear friend, you are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church about your love. You will do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out, receiving no help from the pagans. We ought, therefore, to show hospitality to such men so that uh, we may work together for the truth. I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be first, will have nothing to do with us. So if I come, I will call attention to what he's doing, gossiping maliciously about us. Not satisfied with that, he refuses to welcome the brothers. He also stops those who want to do so and puts them out of the church. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone and even by the truth itself. We also speak well of him and you know that our testimony is true. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to do so with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon and we'll talk face to face. Peace to you. The friends here send their greetings. Greet the friends there by name. And that's it. You've just done your reading for the day. <laughs> that is the um, book of Third John. Now, I was using a website uh, to help with explaining in more detail about um, this third book of John. And uh, I'll come up with the website here in a moment. Um, the It's part of uh, just an intimate glimpse into the, the life of the early church. And it goes along with the second John um, book, which was written to a Christian lady about how to handle the false teachers who were abroad in that day. Um, the website that I was using was actually raystedman.org. And I'm going to be using some of what um, he had posted. Uh, I took a little bit out. It was kind of long. So um, the third letter of John that we just read was written to a Christian man about how to take care of the true teachers who were traveling about ministering the word of God. So there's both a contrast and a similarity between those two letters. Uh, so third John shows us something about the problem of personalities within the church and three people are mentioned here. There's a man named Gaius to whom the letter is written another man named uh, Diotrephes, and a third uh, individual named Demetrius. And these three men are kind of like three kinds of Christians found in the church at any age. So it's very up-to-date, it's relevant, just like we find uh, in all of the letters of the New Testament. Um, 
specifically that are uh, relevant, you know, to, to life now even. First, there's this man named Gaius, and it may be one of the three Gaiuses mentioned elsewhere in the New Testament, although Gaius was a common name in New Testament times, as is John. In any case, John evidently knew him and addresses the letter to him in a warm and friendly way. Uh, we can gather from the letter that Gaius was a genial, gracious, general uh, generous individual, and the three things that John says about him are important to notice. First, he was strong of soul, and that is what warmed John's heart. Uh, he says, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in health. I know it is well with your soul. That's the RSV version, uh, Revised Standard Version. I think that's what they're using in a lot of these uh, verses in his uh, blog. Um, so the, but the authorized version is a little more accurate. It says that you may prosper in health just as you prosper in soul. That's nice. Uh, that's a wonderful thing to say about someone, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I, I wish it, it would be, uh, I wish you would be as strong in body as you are in spirit. And uh, it would be interesting to apply this test to people today. So what would you look like, you know, if your appearance reflected your spiritual state? <laughs> Just a little self-assessment there. Well, Gaius was the sort of man about whom the Apostle John would say, I wish your physical life were as strong as your spiritual life. Good guy. Um, also, he was consistent in his actions. He says, I greatly rejoiced when some of the brethren arrived and testified to the truth of your life, as indeed you do follow the truth. He showed the truth in his life. And what impressed John was that not, not that he knew the truth, but that he followed the truth. He lived it. He had a consistent life. He didn't preach cream and live skim milk. <laughs> uh, he walked in the truth. And finally, he was generous in his giving. Uh, beloved is a loyal thing you do when you render any service to the brethren, especially to strangers who have testified your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their journey as it befits God's service. One of the signs that a person has been genuinely touched by God is that they become generous and gracious. And Gaius gives because he delights in giving. Um, we'll come back to verses 7 and 8 in a moment, but first let's look at this man, uh, Diotrephes. Um, so... It says, I have written something to the church, but to Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge my authority. So if I come, I'll bring up what he's doing, uh, prating about me with evil words. And, and not, to, not content with that, he refuses himself to welcome the brethren and also stops those who want to welcome them and puts them out of the church. And uh, don't imitate evil, but imitate good. Uh, good is from God and evil is not. <laughs> so um, this is the first example in the New Testament church of a church boss, <laughs> someone who tries to run the church. He was a leader of that house church, apparently, from this uh, understanding here. And uh, if he didn't like somebody, he put them out of the church. <laughs> you know, they kind of had their roster, so to speak. Um, it's really interesting, um, you know, seeing like in the Old Testament, how God was teaching uh, Israel, teaching the people about who God is and what it means to, to follow him and um, just really teaching them the rules and the way things go. And then in the New Testament church, they're forming the church, you know, the um, and, and coming up with how to do that well. And so they started with these um, house churches, and, and uh, this is an example of that. So anyway, um, so we've got this guy, this uh, uh, Diotrephes, and he's kind of a church boss. He, he Not only would he put people he didn't like out of the church, which John, of course, objects to, but he uh, has some 
uh, wrong attitudes and actions. For one, he refused the authority of, of Apostle John. And we know from other letters that the apostles had a unique role in the history of the church, and they were to lay the foundations of the church and were given authority to settle all the questions within the church. Um, it's this um, apostolic word that is passed along to us in the New Testament, which is why the New Testament is so authoritative to Christians. So here was a man who not only disregarded the authority of Apostle John, but he even spoke against him. Uh, John says that Diotrephes is refusing to welcome the brethren who came uh, when these traveling ministers who went about from place to place, you know, speaking the truth of God, came to this congregation, and Diotrephes would have nothing to do with them. Um, he turned them aside and he refused to allow them to speak at the church. And the other thing he did was that he put people out of the church who would have taken these men in. So it's kind of, uh, he indulges in what they would call today a secondary separation. Uh, he not only objected to the men who came, but he objected to those who would have received them and uh, the tendency to refuse fellowship to someone who likes someone you don't like, you know, um, it can cause divisiveness in the church. I just want to say none of this is like pointing anything at the church. Our church is great. Um, and, uh, I don't, I don't see any issues like this, but just things to be aware of and to look for and recognize and uh, be discerning about. So, sorry. Both of those three offenses, none was severe as as severe as the thing John puts first, the most serious problem. Diotrephes, um, the problem he had was that he put himself first. Uh, he loved to be first, which is a dead giveaway that he was acting in the flesh. This is always the philosophy of the flesh. Me first. Me first. Jesus should be first. But here's a man who put himself first, and that's the really serious thing. Unfortunately, there are plenty of men like uh, uh, Diotrephes around, even in churches today, uh, and they're always characterized by this attitude. They want to be first. They want to be part of the glory. Uh, so now let's see what uh, John's counsel is in this situation. So notice that he doesn't advise Gaius to organize like a split away from that church. Uh, he doesn't say to leave. Rather, he says, beloved, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. Uh, he who does good is of God. He who does evil has not seen God. In other words, don't follow these men. Um, if you see somebody who's always jockeying for position in Christian relationships, always wanting to be in the public eye, just don't follow them. You know, don't do what they're doing and they're following their own way and not that of God. Um, and hopefully they can turn it around. There is finally a third person mentioned here, Demetrius. And all we know of him is what John says. Demetrius has testimony from everyone and the, from the truth itself, a widely accepted and honored man. I testify to him too, and you know my testimony is true. Um, he's speaking here as an apostle with the gift of discernment. Now he says, I want to underscore what everyone thinks about Demetrius. Here's a man you can trust. He is a man of truth. He has borne testimony from all that he is to be trusted. Evidently, Demetrius was the bearer of the letter to Gaius and was probably one of those missionaries who traveled from place to place. So now we get to verses 7 and 8, which describe Demetrius. Uh, for they have set out for his sake and have accepted nothing from the heathen so, or pagan, whichever. Uh, so we ought to support such men that we may be fellow workers in the truth. 
These words describe the first group of traveling missionaries. As they went from place to place, they would enjoy the hospitality of the various churches. They labored as evangelists in that area, uh, reaching out into the places where the church had not yet gone, uh, being supported and strengthened uh, by these various churches. The Apostle John says three things of them. He says first that they've gone out. They've left things behind. They gave up their income and their work and went out. And not everyone goes. You know, that was true, as true in the early church as it is today. Um, there were some, such as Gaius, who were to stay and help support these men. Uh, but there were others to whom the Holy Spirit said, you know, come, I've called you to a special task. And their motive is given here, too. And they said that's for his sake. So they're doing it for his sake. Now notice the part, uh, his being Jesus' sake. Um, so we ought to support such men. This, this is the part that the people who stay home are to have. They're to, to support such men that we may be fellow workers in the truth. Wouldn't it be wonderful if after you got to glory, God wrote uh, FWT after your name in addition to whatever other degrees you may have. Fellow worker in the truth. Uh, what a degree to have. So now John closes his letter with these very personal words. I have much to write to you, but I would rather not write with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon and we'll talk together face to face. Peace be to you. The friends greet you. Greet the friends, every one of them. Uh, what an intimate little letter. You know, it seems as though they came not only from John, but from the Lord himself. And uh, you could read this letter as if it is reflecting what the Lord Jesus is saying to his own church. You know, if you look at it that way, he's written a whole book here. <laughs> he says, there's much I'd write to you about. It's written the whole book here, and he has so much more to tell us about. But uh, he says, I'd rather not write with pen and ink, but I hope to see you soon, and we'll talk together face to face. So uh, just a, a little insight to a very short um, but uh, purposeful book of the Bible. And uh, I hope you enjoyed reading it and discussing it and, uh, you know, breaking it down some. I, I love just looking into the background of things. It makes things more memorable and uh, more personable and applicable. I hope that that's done uh, that for you with the third John today. And now you're done for your reading and everything. So uh, um, thanks for hanging in there with me with my voice a little funky. Uh, it kind of held up okay, I think. Um, I look forward to sharing more with you and we'll see you soon.